0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. You've probably heard me talk about it on Instagram, but I want to make sure that you know that for those of you who couldn't make it out to one of our shows in person, we're bringing the That Sounds Fun tour with our favorite double name witches, Right to your living room. That's right. We're going to live stream our Milwaukee stop with Mary-Kate and Jenna Claire on Saturday night. It's at 730 Central this Saturday, June 26th. You can find all the details and get your virtual tickets at events.loopedlive.com slash Annie F. Downs. Don't worry. We'll link to that in the show notes and the link will be available. The live stream will be available for 48 hours. So if you can't watch it Saturday night, you have until Monday night. We are in a special series right now called Enneagram Summer 2021. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool that we love around here because of how it helps us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful. During Enneagram Summer, we talk with both a male and a female who identify as each type. These are my staff and my friends or friends of friends who are just normal people who found the Enneagram helpful for understanding themselves better. Of course, they don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies as this number. But I think they all do a beautiful job telling us about themselves and giving us an invitation into their lives. We're doing something a little different during Anya Summer 2021. This is our third year doing these Anya Summer shows. But this year, we're focusing on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. We started with the eights and made our way now to the fours, but be sure and go back and listen to the other conversations with the other types if you missed those. And now for our conversation with our NES Summer 2021 type fours. Corey and blair fours are also known as the individualists i'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we're going to hear some thoughts about fours from one of our favorite enneagram experts suzanne stabile and after that blair and Corey will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as fours so here's my conversation with our NES summer 2021 type fours blair and Corey. Corey and Blair, welcome to the podcast, Enneagram Fours.
1: Thank you. I'm excited. Happy to be here. Yeah.
0: Your feelings currently are
1: <laughs> terrified, nervous. Uh, hopefully, showing up authentically.
2: Yeah, yeah. I second that. Nervous. Um, want to make sure I give you what what you want, and want to show up authentically. Yeah. You being here is what I want. Oh, thank so you. So you,
0: as you showed up, that was everything I needed. So. Mm.
2: Thank you're, you. Just
0: you is all I want, Blair. We okay. had a lot of fours to pick from, and you're the four I wanted. Oh,
2: well, so, thank you. Same to
0: you, Corey. Y'all were both our first asks. So okay. I'm very thankful y'all said yes. We just established that we're all three on site graduates. Do you ever graduate from on site, though? Do no, you ever graduate from mental health? It's a awareness? continual
1: process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you always want
2: to go back. Yeah.
0: What? How long ago did you go, Blair? I went, it'll be two years in June. Okay. I'm January of 18. Yes. January of 18. What are you?
1: Not last July, but the July before that.
0: July of 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we all went kind of in the same little way. When you were there, as people who identify as Enneagram 4s, were you able to jump right into the work? Was it frustrating the people in your group that
2: weren't doing that? Or did you hold back a little bit? Go for it, boy. I think probably hold back in a way and jump right in another way. Uh I think— that's kind of where I started to figure out my number a little bit better. And I really? I Is went in thinking therapy? I was a two um, and came out feeling like I was a four. Um, wow. And that back and forth of a two and four has continued. But I think that's where I really started to think I'm a four, not wow. a two. So. How did, tell
0: me about your experience in counseling like that as a friend. I
1: signed up the day before. So yeah, I went did. in I and was just like, okay. <laughs> and then feeling very similar to how I feel right now of like, okay, how much of myself am I going to present to the mm. world? And how much am I going to show up as my best self yeah. like, and actually dive into what this whole thing really is? And it was terrifying. But I think I went in with a lot of like cerebral, like reading the room, uh, I I go, I'm four wing five, so I feel first, and then I think second. And so I was thinking just about things and feeling things, like, tremendously, and I think I just sat back for a little bit and took it all in, and then started to kind of dive in, and then Mm -hmm. everything started to pour out or unravel and come together at the same time.
0: Well, y'all introduce yourselves. Blair, will you start? You can tell us as much as you want. First name, married,
2: kids, job. Just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. Okay. I'm Blair, originally from um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I have lived in Nashville for eight years. I have— I thought you have been here so much longer than that, Blair. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, I moved here for my husband um, to do medical training, and we—I told him I really didn't want to leave. Yeah. So we are here, and I did event planning as an internship in college, and then— After college in D.C., took a break to have children during my husband's medical training and then um, have a business now doing event planning, which is— Really fun. You planned my 40th birthday party and it is one of the most
0: sacred, beautiful experiences of my whole life.
2: Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you.
0: I like can't, I haven't even like talked about it publicly or shown pictures publicly because it was so deeply personally me and so profoundly me, even in the decor and the cups and everything you did. And so thank you. You have some awesome friends. I do. Yes. I do. So I will, I will thank you for a long time for that yeah. party, that day, not even a party, that whole day. Corey, who are you?
1: My name is Corey. Um, I'm a college soccer coach um, at a Division One university um, in the women's side, which is full of all sorts of interesting things all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I live in Cookville, Tennessee. I actually lived in Nashville for a while, yep. and that's how I know Annie. Yeah. Um, so we have a, a a friend circle that goes way, way back. Yeah. So
0: And yeah. you're engaged.
1: And just recently engaged. Yeah. So well, getting married uh, soon. Yes. very soon. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's so. really
0: exciting. I like her a lot. She's wonderful. Yeah.
1: So that's also nervous and exciting at the same time. So
0: Corey, how did you figure out how do you let's talk a little bit about our Enneagram journey? How do you like the Enneagram? How did you most identify with the four? How did you even get here?
1: Yeah, I I mean, that is like, it's a continual thing. Um, I I first started with Integrative Institute just kind of starting off kind of, you know, what I feel like most people do is they just Mm -hmm. go through and then they read the types and they kind of go through. And I think I was like, oh, I think I'm this. I think I'm that. I think I'm a nine. I think I'm a six. And then kind of circle back. And then I actually booked a uh, kind of a not an interview, but process with an Enneagram coach and paid for a packet and kind of got into it and and helped narrow it a little bit there. Yeah. And I think we kind of got closer to four. And then I think as I was reading to my parents – I was like, and then they were like, "Oh, something jumping off the page here." I was like, "I think I'm not real quite sure yet." Yeah. And then podcasts helped tremendously. I don't know if I want to plug another podcast, but, <laughs> of course you but, can. But uh, just Ian Cron's podcast, yeah. Typology. Listen to that. And I was listening to other people talk, and I think hearing someone else speak about it actually is is one of the best ways, is you know, to kind of navigate that kind of whole murky water and I think for me you know when I look back though I'm like when I was in eighth grade I was voted most unique in in school so I was like okay well yeah that makes a little more sense now and I think just style and things of that nature helped kind of define that for me but
2: yeah yeah what about you Blair was it on site really it was on site, but before that, I started listening to the road back to you, and I yeah. listened to all the numbers. And the I listen to friends a lot, like feedback and what they they see how they see me. I I find myself seeing into other people, but having a harder time seeing into myself. Oh, and wow. so I think for me, I listened to all of those and resonated with like the. I mean, I think sometimes when you hear the negative things about your number, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, oh, no, I don't want to be that, but that's me. And I think hearing, like, the too much or emotional and some of those things was like, that is me Mm. and um, the creative and so uh, lots of things like that. And then hearing that you go to a two and unhealth, I think— you're like, whoops. I'm like, yes. That's why yes. I thought I was a two. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And one of the great things Suzanne teaches that we'll listen to today is um, you can release yourself a little bit of that because there isn't an unhealthy number. It's not an unhealthy move. It's a stress move. Yes. It actually serves you. It's how you take care of yourself. Yes. And so it just shows that you are living in stress, maybe. Yes. But not that you are necessarily I think that's unhealthy. interesting. Yes. yes. Yeah. Stereotype of force is force. say, there's nobody like me. Does that feel true? There's nobody like you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I feel uniquely four, like mm. in, in, inside that number, I feel unique. Like, yeah. you know, I don't feel like you come in as a four, Blair. And then I, I, I don't know. I feel like I show up differently than you would. Obviously, that's how life works and that's how people are. But I feel as more I've done my own, like emotional and mental health work, I think I've, I've felt more comfortable in that, and hmm. more confident, in just yeah. the uniqueness, and not having to feel different as I already am different. So
0: it's just already in you. It's just so you don't have there. to do things yeah. to be different because it is just true.
1: Because when wow. you're talking about the two, like you kind of go all over the place when you feel unhealthy. I mean, we're nightmares <laughs> when we're unhealthy. Really, I mean, we're a lot in relationships. They feel tumultuous and i feel like you know looking back you're like man i feel terrible for these people that i was in a relationship with <laughs> really? but but like at the same time you're you just feel like you're disintegrating fast and you can't get back on track but yeah does that feel
0: true Blair? do you when it, when
2: you disintegrate is it fast yes and i think wow. for me more than feeling you said the question was if If you feel different from everybody else. But I I like what you're doing. I think that I definitely feel different in the way that I feel a lot. Mm -hmm. And really strongly. So sometimes when other people might not feel as much, it can be hard for me. And feel different in that way. It's like, why do I feel all of this? And everyone else is just totally. Why are they fine? They're fine. Right, right. So I think that is how I feel like different. Or I know sometimes people say something's missing. It's like feeling a little bit like I feel really deeply. I care about people really deeply. And sometimes I feel like other feel different in that way.
1: Mm. Can I can I add to that? I I used to I used to say I feel too much. And then now I'm like, I just feel like, Mm. you know, I just feel emotion and I don't have to be overwhelmed by emotion.
0: Does everyone else know when you feel too much or does it stay inside?
1: Oh man, I, I think no. I think it comes out sideways in every way. Uh, it spills out. I think I refine it and hold it back, but it definitely spills out.
2: Mm. Well, and I think it's been interesting in my journey and working with therapists and things like that to figure out who and when to share all of that with, and wow. it's not everyone. Mm. But it's hard for me not to share it with everyone. And it's really hard for me to hide how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. whether that's sad or half. I mean, I'm, you know, or if I have something with someone that is bothering me that they would never think twice about, it's like, do I talk to them about it or do I just like hold that in? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, usually it's really hard for me to hold it in. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate friends that can hold that space for me to talk through things with.
0: You know,, uh, there's a lot of talk in Enneagram world about sevens, which I am. Sevens and fours. we actually look really similar as kids. we all, we feel too much. we feel so many things and and where it wh- what is nature, what is nurture when it comes to Enneagram, but we I end up smothering my feelings, and mm-hmm. y'all end up swimming in them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, right? Does that feel true to you?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and sometimes
2: it feels like lucky you a little yeah. bit. <laughs> You know what? I don't disagree with you, actually, Blair.
0: I don't disagree with you.
1: <laughs> but also in that, like, I also think, you know, that envy thing always struck me is like, I think that's the thing that held me back. Because I was like, I don't feel envious. I don't feel envious of other people. Mm. But I look at other people and I'm like, <sighs> something's different. Like, how, how do they navigate so well in things that are hard? You know, and I'm just, like, just drowning or sinking, like, and trying to stay afloat. You know? Wow. And even just in terms of, uh, you know, professionally, successfully, whatever. And it wasn't like, I want that thing. It was just like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get what's wrong with me that they have it all together and I don't.
2: Yes, I definitely
0: <sighs> feel that way. Let's listen to Suzanne all from The Road Back to You and The Path Between Us. Describe an Enneagram 4. And then I would love for you guys to respond.
3: Four are the most complex number, Um, primarily because they are intense emotionally and they are um, not comfortable with anything that is in the middle or that's average. Mm. So if a four, uh, they have more emotions than any other number and they have an emotional swing that is... um, Exhausting for some other numbers. And part of that's because if they're sad, they want to be sadder. And if they're happy, they want to be happier. No average feelings. Mm. So they intensify both happy and sad. And fours are textured people. They don't like things that are flat and slick Mm -hmm. and quick answers to hard Mm -hmm. questions. They contribute oh gosh probably 40 percent of the beauty that's in the world wow in terms of music dance art architecture uh plants all of it they have an eye for beauty and depth and texture and color yeah they are uncomfortable in the world. And I think it's has a lot of reasons. The first reason I think is that I believe there are fewer fours than any other number. Oh. So I think there are a lot of people who don't know a four. Oh, wow. Okay. And fours are very forthcoming. And a lot of people don't want to know about your life. Hmm. They want to know where you work. Right. And maybe where you live, but they don't want to know about your life. And fours don't feel like they've had any kind of meaningful exchange with you if all you know is what you can find out on i don't know a calling card mm-hmm. so I think fours are worth all of the time that we give them. they don't abbreviate well mm. they don't um. They don't fall right in line well. They don't want to be like everybody else. They want to have their own image. Mm -hmm. And um, interestingly enough, Annie, fours and sevens look exactly alike as children. I know.
0: (laughs) You told me. You just can't
3: tell them apart. And that's because neither one gets enough. It's like mm-hmm. it, they want a little more of everything that life offers, mm-hmm. just a little more. Mm-hmm. Fours have to learn to meet people in the middle in terms of social connection. Mm-hmm. They have to learn to say less and to draw out less. And they have to be willing to give relationships time, but they're accustomed to people leaving them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so they kind of operate in the world of, I'm going to tell you everything like as fast as I can tell you. And that way, if you don't like me, then I'm not going to get hurt later. Right. I'll I'll take it right now. Sad today. Yeah. I'll take it right now.
2: Try not to cry.
0: Um, You can. There's tissues right
2: (laughs) there. That, oh really true. Mm -hmm. The leaving thing is definitely the hardest thing for me. And I feel like I would rather just put myself out on the table and say, no, thank you at the beginning than the Mm -hmm. end. But I've realized about myself like at a party or even like celebrating my birthday or things like that. I prefer having, I always prefer having meaningful conversation and connecting with people is definitely Where I feel full versus—I just don't even see the point of the other stuff. So that, I mean, the leaving ties in kind of with my trauma. My dad left when I was young and kind of never came back. So that's where I also was like, oh, the two, I just want to be loved Mm. and want people to love me. And I have an awesome therapist that has helped me through that, and she's a four, which is— been helpful. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was all really, really true. And I loved that she said, don't like short answers to hard questions. Yeah. I mean, y'all both nodded like uh, crazy when she said that. It was like, wow. I mean, when my husband says, I'm sorry, I'm like, no, no, no. no." Like, why are you sorry? How are you sorry? Like, tell me more about this. Like, (laughs) sorry, just I'd rather you not even say that. He had a struggle too with his numbers but um, he is a one. Okay. Yes. Wow. And perfectionism, even though I go there, it's like, That's it's kind of hard for me yeah. too, to have like the perfectionist because I'm ultimately not really a perfectionist yeah. or good at being perfect.
0: Which is surprising because your work really is. Well, so
2: I go to a one
0: and. Yeah. And, 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 and security. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what do you think, Corey?
1: I mean, it, it's like, I don't think it's anything I haven't felt or heard before. Like, it's it's nice to hear that and to validate your experience. I mean, I, I think operating in social settings, you know, it's difficult for me because I can't show up. I would re- much rather have a one-on-one convo with somebody and talk about hard things than to kind of bounce around the room and talk about the latest, greatest thing that's happening. It, it just, I don't have any... I don't want to go to there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to, like, be in that. And then, like, I'm looking for that next conversation that is going to talk mm. about something that they're struggling with. And if they're talking about something that is is a little overwhelming, I'm happy to sit in that and stay with it. Like, it, it's like I feel at home there. You yeah, know, you've done that for me. Yeah. 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 And so um, the, the the downside is if you show up as the two, though, is you're getting all of your worth from that. Mm. So it's like I show up as a codependent response. And, you know, if you feel better now, you know, I'm talking about you instead of talking about me. And so I never look inward. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many different things. Just, like I said earlier, just the emotions, you know, the emotional aspect of relationships and what have you.
0: Hey friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partner, Modern Fertility. Knowledge is power and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than becoming a parent, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. When I did my test, it was super simple. It just felt like a tiny finger prick feels and then I just dropped it in the mail with the prepaid label they provided. It'll be that simple for you too and then you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000 but Modern Fertility only costs $159 to get the same information and if you go to modernfertility.com slash that sounds fun, you can get $20 off your test. Oh, and if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility. They give you information about how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what each hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you're hoping to have kids soon or sometime in the future, having this important information will help you make decisions that are best for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our friends $20 off that test when you go to modernfertility.com slash that sounds fun. That means your test will cost $139 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash that sounds fun. Modernfertility.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Corey and Blair. I thought it was interesting when y'all sat down before we hit record, you both said, how deep are we allowed to go? Yeah. Like, it, like that. you wanted to know, are we doing a surface thing? Right. Or are we actually having a conversation? Yeah. How are we doing so far? Do you feel like yeah. we're asking real questions? Yeah. I, I mean,
1: you, you asked me, you were like, how, do you, how are you, you know, how, do you present yourself that way? I think I put on a pretty stone cold face uh-huh. and I don't show a lot of emotion, but inside there's a ton of things coming out all over. And it's like, how much am I going to spill out onto this? situation, Mm -hmm. and then worry if it's going to be too much for someone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Getting better at that, though.
2: Yes. Have y'all been too much for someone?
1: For sure. (laughs) For sure.
2: Yes, definitely. And I think going back, I think for me, it takes a second to even think about, I think that don't like short answers to hard questions, like just thinking about some of the questions and even going back to earlier when you said on-site, were you really open? And I was very open to feeling other people's pain, and that's really easy for me to do. The empathy comes supernatural mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. being there and showing up for other people and being intuitive and seeing what they need, and sometimes it's hard for me to, like, actually get to my feelings, and I bo- can block those off, be- mm. probably because of just past things that I— that's how I—was my survival mechanism. It's, like, blocking me off, but, like, tell me how you are. Tell me mm. what's going on in your life. Tell me— What's hard? What's good? You're able to dig into other people Mm -hmm. really deeply. And be a safe place for them. Yes. But, I mean, I think showing up is like you also being, giving your, you know, your part of what's hard. And I think sometimes I feel selfish when I'm talking about what's hard for me with friends. and Really?
0: Yeah.
2: um, And I'm like, oh, gosh, if I keep talking about what's wrong and hard for me, they might not want to talk to me anymore. They might not, you know— even if it has nothing to do with them, I think especially when it has to do with them, but that's hard for me.
1: I think it's because we're always doing introspective work. Like we're always thinking introspectively. So it's like, we're already in it. I don't want to bring somebody else into this too. It's like, I already know what's going to happen from this conversation. Tell me something about you that will help me get past me.
0: Tell me something about you that will help me get past me. Holy cow, Corey. Corey.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's me in a nutshell. Like, I would rather be there for you than for me to have to look inside. I mean, yeah. again, in an unhealthy state. Sure, but that's sure. been most the majority of my existence, like, that I feel like from 20 onward, I think, up until about a year and a half ago, I started to kind of dive in and say, you know what, I'm worth showing up for. Right. And, and that's taken time.
2: Answer me this. Nothing is worse than when I feel what? Abandoned. And just, I mean, I can feel that way, even just not being connected to people and feeling like there's my friend, but I can't really connect. Mm. And it doesn't just come when someone walks out the door or says no longer. But
0: Yeah.
1: Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah, it's just like someone... Not knowing me, even if I'm not showing up fully, like I'm, I want you to see me, you know, like I want you to see me without me having to tell you.
2: Mm. Yes, I can totally. Like to be known and to be loved is, yeah,
1: that's like makes you to be seen, heard, and like known is yes. just like the most, you know, validating feeling.
0: How has your fiance done that better than others have?
1: well you said yours is a one mine's a four so it's two no y'all are
0: both fours (laughs) yeah God bless America yeah perfect date perfect date to put put, a four and a four wow
1: so we we can really make it like interesting for ourselves but we also I think share the beauty of things too very well Uh, but you know when it is when it's difficult it can be really difficult especially if one of us is not you know in a in a place of, um, integration.
0: Yeah. Y'all are both fours. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes
1: me so happy. Lots of stories to come.
0: That, yeah, <laughs> that explain. I mean, that, that there is a lot of things about Taylor that I really love yeah. and I'm loving getting to know her better. Yeah. Also that does, that is one thing that can help me know her better is to know that she, that is where she sees, how she sees the world.
1: But I think having someone who is a four, who understands what that is, you know, like they can—we may not show up well for each other all the time, but at least they know where I'm showing up from, especially when I'm hurting.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Nothing is
2: better than when I feel what. I think I just said it. Just yeah. like loved for, and known, loved and accepted and appreciated for who I really am. Who did that first for you? I mean, I think my husband keeps trying to do that. I yeah. don't think he was there at all when we got married, and it's been a process, but he keeps showing up and trying. Mm-hmm. It's not his natural ability at yeah. all, but he doesn't give up, which is showing up.
0: That matters there. a lot to fours, right, when people don't give up on yes. trying to know you.
2: Like, I'm definitely too much probably for him a lot and have been over the past 15 years, but he's still he's still there and he keeps showing up, and that is probably him. Yeah.
1: I think we can test that too. I think we test the relationship. Yes. It's like, are you gonna leave me? are yes. you gonna what's it gonna take for you to finally quit you know yeah in and when we're in a bad place, we'll just throw everything out there and it's okay is this is this gonna be the thing that breaks the camel's back you know the straw that breaks the camel's back and and that can be scary um for me, I think I moved to Nashville you know I think it was twenty three and I found a new group of friends. And I think our friends, like, they validated that for me because I, I felt different. I felt like didn't quite fit in. And then I found a bunch of people that were all kind of sorting through things and their own story and where they were becoming. And looking back, I'm like, man, we were all a mess. And then now I look at sure. us and I was like, wow, these people have gone really far in their life, you know, mm. looking across from one right now. So <laughs> Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, we were all messier than. Messier. Yeah, yeah. I, that's one of the things I was thinking about, Corey, when you and Blair were both speaking. I was like, a lot of your closest friends are the same group you've had of close friends for a long time. Yeah, is that true for you too, Blair? Do you Absolutely. Keep
2: I mean, I'm one of text that probably happens at least you know once a week, once every other week with a lot of friends I went to kindergarten with.
0: Wow. Yes.
2: Mm. So, I mean, that's very important to me mm. and keeping up with people and relationships. And I've had a couple relationships that have ended in my life. And that's hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like even when, you know, I know I'm not going to be dating this person or, you know, it's just like, it's to know someone and then to just be like, see you later, never talk to you again again. is a little bit, I mean, doesn't seem natural to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: That's a great way to put it. It doesn't seem natural. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. So one of the things we're focusing on on these episodes this year for NES Summer 2021 is where you go in security and where you go in stress. Because we all kind of grab on to these other numbers. And the thing we're saying in every episode, because I want to remind people if they're only listening to the fours, that that neither of these are good or bad. This is not healthy and unhealthy. You can do both in health or in unhealth, but there's one you go to when you feel secure and one you go to when you feel stressed. Suzanne makes a point of saying, when you go to the stress number, it's the one that helps you take care of yourself. And so let's listen to her first talk because y'all go to one, in security, And so I want to hear Suzanne talk about that and then hear y'all's thoughts on it. So where do fours go when they are uh, secure?
3: No. Well, thank God, when they're secure, they go to one. Otherwise, there would be no music that comes out of Nashville. Sure. Right. They have right. to have that they would just, finishing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They would just have all those songs in their heads, and they'd be thinking about another way to fix one word. hmm But going to one means that they do what's theirs to do. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get the art and the music and the poetry and the dance and -hmm. and all of the other ways. You know, there are four mamas who use all that kind of creativity in raising their children. And there are four dads who use all that creativity in coaching a kid's team that may not be first, but every kid will have a good experience. Mm -hmm. And without that one element... I'm not sure what would cross the line from thinking about doing to doing. Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. Force are doing repressed, and that means they do what interests them. Mm-hmm. But they have to have done some good work, inner work, to do what is theirs to do.
0: So, what do you think? Use how you do what, what is yours to do?
1: Yeah, I think I'm still working through all that. And when I felt healthiest, I felt org- more organized. I call it organized chaos because I think for a four <laughs> we just operate in the space of crazy a lot. And so, um, but feeling more comfortable in creativity, and um, I think after doing onsite, I started to write a lot. You did, yeah. And it just it just started flowing out, like, of me. And I had done that when I was, like, 20, but, like, not really dived into it. And it felt like at that point, like, oh, man, this is – if someone read this on a piece of paper, they would be like, oh, boy, that's too much. But, like, uh, for I think when I started writing, I was like, I feel comfortable and I don't feel like word vomit. I feel like this is just how – like, this is a connecting point for other people to meet. and and see me, but also give a little back of of myself as well. But um, just feeling organized and comfortable and confident. I mean, confidence is so different when you feel integrated. What's the
2: environment where you feel secure when you go toward a one? So I've done a little thing with a counselor where, like, I've sat in one chair when it was, like, my childhood, one chair when it Mm -hmm. was, like, home- Life now, and yeah. then another place where it was work. And I mean, for work for me, it's like, Get one, it done. here we go. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I just totally felt that way. But that's really the only place that I felt that way. So it's been a process of trying to bring that more into wow. other parts. And I think working for me has helped me a little bit more bring that into like home. And, you know, why do you
0: feel so secure at work?
2: I feel confident in what mm. I'm doing.
0: Yeah, y'all both mentioned that, confidence.
2: Yes. I think everything else, like with the people thing, like we've talked about, it's like, ooh, am I too much? Can I tell them this? Mm-hmm. Can I not tell them this? Yeah, you don't want to be like, judged. It, it's, yes. Mm. Yeah. and um, But work, it's like, I feel like I've got this, and I just need to make it happen. Wow. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, when I feel that safety of, like, no one's going to look at me and think anything. I can just operate, like— There's some creative spaces I can go to. Even in coaching, like I just kind of, I don't put things down on paper and all of a sudden it just is like, boom, I have an idea and then it takes off and now I'm doing this and this and this. And then now I'm in a moment when I feel in that moment, I'm like, I'm going and comfortable and confident in it. Do you, are you like Blair where you feel the most uh,
0: confident, the most secure and the most like using the one part of you at work?
1: I, yeah I mean I think it's different I think it's in relationships more too um, I'm getting better at that it's still I mean messy but it's better um but yeah it's I think I feel with work just because it's what I've known I mean I started playing soccer when I was four years old right and so I just started to show up as like soccer is just part of me it's mm-hmm. not who I am mm-hmm. it's just part of me but I feel comfortable in it now, but it was, even then, I think I looked around at other coaches, and we're like, man, that guy's, he's really good, or his sessions are on point, or, you know, his coaching points or whatever, and then I'm like, yeah, but you got that too, like, right. you know, but it's, it's taken time.
2: So what, how in relationships do you feel like you've shown up? What can as, you be an
1: in interviewer? Right
3: sorry, now? no, I'm curious, I want you I'm to. curious,
2: as a one in a relationship, I'm just trying to, th- Pinpoint that for myself too, but I'm just curious. Say say it again. How have you shown up more as like a one in a relationship than, like, I mean, work? I mean, one makes sense for me for work just because Mm -hmm. you get it right, you finish the thing, you've accomplished it correctly. You've got to do that to work a little bit. But how do you feel like you can show up as a one in a relationship? I'm just curious if I. Do that.
1: I w- if it wasn't for me doing personal work, I wouldn't be engaged right now. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. And so I think when I felt organized and like confident and in all of those things, like I think I was like, okay, I can do this hard thing. Mm-hmm. And I may not do it well, but I can do it. And and I think that's where the belief came from. It's still I <laughs> go back and then I go forward again. It's that it's that two steps Yeah, was one it, step forward, two steps yeah, back, or whatever. Step, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah, and that's how I feel with it.
0: Blair, I want you, you're, you help Corey in a lot of ways because you are a married woman who's a four. Oh, yeah. And he's about to marry a woman who's a four. Interesting. You're also a four in a marriage. He's about to be a four in a marriage. Interesting. So you are you are a helpful in two different ways to him. Yes. But w- w-
2: what would you say to him about what it's like to be a four in a marriage? I mean, you need that connection. That's a hard one to think about. I mean, her being a four. Because when you were saying that, like, I wouldn't be engaged. Like, to me, that's always been like, okay, guys have to be, and this might be totally wrong. So
1: I get married in 16 days, so you better have something good right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, I feel like have to get to a place, Mm -hmm. and I might be totally wrong about this. Oh, I think you're right. But, like, have to get to a place where, like, they are feeling like it's the right time. Mm -hmm. It's I'm ready. I feel wherever I need to be in my life or, you know, emotionally or— Any kind of way, they're there, and they can do it. Whereas girls, I feel like, are like, it needs to be the right person.
0: Mm.
2: And then the right time comes. And for y'all, I feel like it's the right time and, of course, the right person. But, like, that might come after being—it has to be the right person at the right time.
1: It's hilarious you say that because we've had that conversation. (laughs) Like, and she's like, you know, you're the person. And I I go, I mean, this is a long conversation. I'm not going there. But, like, it's like, are you the one? Are you a one? Like, are you healthy? Does it happen when you're healthy? I'm like, yeah, all of those things, I think, have to come in line. And I've had kind of like some bachelor hangs with some guys. And, you know, I was like, if I wasn't healthy, you know, when I got engaged or made the step to get engaged, like, I, there's no way. There's no way I'm right. engaged. So, yeah, I think it's for me just doing that deep dive continually because you know how we are. We can go back real right. fast, and and then now you're, you're stepping in it all over again. Yes,
2: mm. so. yeah. I feel like healthy is, you know i are gonna
1: pick your brain after this yes. for sure
0: yeah yeah we can make y'all real yes, you can, I like, mean, have a have a Blair phone. yes yeah. like the bat phone where you just call you put the, put and the Blair Taylor signal in it too, oh, yeah you, you and Taylor <laughs> and Blair, awesome. yes, that would be That's, great I would love that <laughs> very doable hey friends just taking one last break from this conversation with Corey and Blair to give a shout out to our amazing partners pros isn't it great when you find hair care products that truly address your hair's needs? Well, with Pros, that's exactly what you get. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. They know that we don't always find the results we're looking for in traditional hair care items we find on shelves. So, you know what they did? They combined natural ingredients and in innovative ways to give you clean, customized hair care that really works. I've been using the personalized shampoo and conditioner that Pro's created for me after I took the quiz on their website. I just answered a few simple questions about the climate here in Nashville. Some of my routines, like what I eat and my exercise habits and share what I was looking to address with my hair. And they took that information to create personalized hair care products that have made my hair stronger, shinier and smoother. I love that my pros products are formulated with clean ingredients and they smell so good. Plus they look so pretty in your shower. You should try it too. I think you'll enjoy the little quiz. And I know you'll love getting personalized and effective hair care products made from their unique blend of over 50 billion formula combinations that Pros has available. And they use their review and refine feature to continually optimize your experience. So they can tweak your formula for any reason, seasonal or lifestyle changes. So every delivery of your personalized Pros products just gets better and better. Every bottle is made to order. So you're guaranteed fresh and effective hair care. Plus, if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Now, that is top-notch customer service. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. So take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Pros has given over a million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz and you should join that club. And now back to finish our conversation with Blair and Corey. Okay, so I, I love y'all describing where fours feels secure because I think for a lot of us, Fours are so mysterious, it's mm-hmm. hard to know where you feel mm-hmm. secure. And it's hard to know if we're helpful in that, the rest mm-hmm. of us. So you're saying if if you're confident, if this environment you're in makes you feel like you're trusted? Yeah.
2: That, and I think, like, for me, something that happened recently, I was at a friend's birthday dinner, and I was, like, talking about, you know, like, there's nothing I want to wake up for at 5 o'clock in the morning. Sure. And she said, you know, if even if I was going to, like, tell you everything about me, my deepest, darkest, (laughs) like, things and connect with you and tell you all about what's going on, I'm like, well, that would be hard not to wake up for. But, like, (laughs) I don't know. So it's like she knew. She knew me. And she still loves me and is there and one of my best friends. So What um, I know about
0: both of y'all is you are so deeply loved by your friend groups. groups. I mean uh-huh. both of you. I know I know both your friend groups. They so deeply love you. And Treasury, you don't you don't live in our town anymore and you're still a vital part of a friend group. You know. So I think I'm glad to hear that that's a place where you feel secure. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just I think being able to open up and express and to feel comfortable enough to do that and then receive it back. I mean even you saying that is just like I mean, it, it brings a lot of like feeling up inside of me. It's just like, okay, you guys, you get me, you know.
0: Mm, yeah. So when you're stressed, you go toward a two. You get extra helpful. So really? let's listen Are to we Suzanne. About to go into that? Yeah, we're going into that. Here's <laughs> what happens. Now, remember, a stress number is not a bad number. This actually serves you. Actually, having a place to go. Haley Watkins in our first show, where she described the whole thing, said, "If you're falling down a tree of fourness." The two is the branch you grab onto. And you explained that. You said when you're spiraling out, this is what helps you kind of pull out of that sometimes. And so let's listen to Suzanne talk about the branch you grab onto. And
3: where is it that fours go in stress? Well, they go to two
0: interesting.
3: Well, and it's for exactly, remember the connection between four and two when I said, I have to go to four because I need to look inward? Yes. Well, four needs to come to two because they need to look outward. Yes. And so when they're stressed and they take on two behavior, then they kind of are more aware of other people and more aware of what you might want and the movie you might want to see or the story you may have to tell. And without that, the thing they want, fours want relationship more than anything else, mm-hmm. hands down. But they can't have that unless they can make room for you, too, for another yeah. too. Yeah. And when they go to two in stress, that makes room for that.
0: Fours want relationship more than anything else.
2: That feels really true to me.
0: hmm what does your stress number look like? What does it look like when you're using that two-ness?
2: So it's interesting because stress feels different to me than when I go to a two. I mean, stress ah. is feels like sometimes I shut down a little oh, bit. Wow. Yeah. When I'm stressed about like something for work or something that to me means stress. But I guess ultimately what this is saying and probably more true is it's stress— when I don't feel like connected or relationships, mm. which ultimately it is most of all that matters to me. Yeah, I mean, that's like what matters. And so I definitely in relationship probably want to show up for people, want to do anything I can to have that relationship with them mm. and be there for them and be like feeling needed as. A good feeling and wanted and doing—helping people is not something that is hard for me, and I love to do it. And so I love when I'm able to help, and I feel like the benefit is, like, relationships, hopefully, mm. being closer and um, that. So, I mean, I feel like—I liked how she said it, though. Like, yeah. what movie do you want to watch? Like, I'd much rather watch what someone yeah. else wants yeah. to watch, mm-hmm. do what someone else wants to do, because I want the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, my, my friends have put that on me, too. Kind of what you finished with there is, you know, you you don't lead with the decision. I'm like, well, I would feel better if we were both kind of on the same page with that decision. And so if you say, I want to go eat at this restaurant, I'm like, yeah, as long as we get to go together, mm. you know, I'll but find it doesn't something better. I'll eat chicken tenders, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, um, my my friendships typically in the male side are, are fours, fives, or nines and it's i think it's really interesting how that works out cuz i think there's a cerebral aspect in a5 there's a heart aspect with the 4 and the 9 is just go along to get along sometimes so I can talk about hard things and they can be like, oh, I don't want to feel that. But, you know, I hear you feeling that and I'll be with you in that. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, but your female a- friends
0: are seven. True. <laughs> you keep me around for some reason. Yeah.
1: For fun.
0: That's right. Yeah. Because I will decide where we're all eating True. Yes. with pleasure because I have the best idea. It's going to be so fun. And then I'll
1: find <laughs> that one person and talk to them in the corner.
0: Yes. <laughs> That is really interesting, though. Do you see that in your friendships? Are there certain other numbers you vibe with really easily? Or do um, you know?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I I love people, so it's hard for me not to. I think eights have been interesting for me. That's a nice way to say that. that yes. That's like, I mean. I
1: struggle with eights. Yes.
2: Wow. And I think at first, I'm like, I gravitate towards eights because mm-hmm. they're so sure of, mm-hmm. like, this is how it is, this is what I believe, and and I'm like, okay, I can get on this train, like, you're so sure of it, I should believe these things too, mm. and then I'm like, wait, step back, mm. just because they feel more strongly about it, or like, mm. so certain, <laughs> it doesn't mean that, that that's how I feel, mm. or what, I, the way I think, but I gravitate towards that, because then I was like, oh, I'm, I can be indecisive, and mm. you know, not really think, and they kind of think for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and But then I've kind of taken a step back from that and realized, like, I need to hear myself. I need to think for myself. Like, I can't just—just because they say it doesn't mean it's true to me.
1: Mm -hmm. It's an unhealthy response. It's so we don't have to go inward. We can go, you make that decision for me. I don't have to work on anything right now. Yes, Mm -hmm.
2: but I've tried to take full responsibility, and it's not that it's the eight problem or fault that they're like that. It's like— my way of like, okay, listen to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. Yeah, it's not necessarily the
0: eight's doing something wrong. No, it's like how you've chosen no. to
2: attach to the eight. Yes, yes, yes. is that you have to re
0: rework. I, yes,
1: I just don't want to paint fours in a bad light, and I you feel aren't. like, uh, you know, it's just talking about the heavy emotional side. Like, I mean, there are so many amazing things about our number. Like, I think just just the 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 uniqueness and the feeling of, I mean, when I go it's one of the things that maybe I'm going to answer this too early, but but just like showing up into like places or seeing things or experiences like hair on my arm stands up Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm having like an out of body experience because I'm like, there's no one is feeling this way in the world right now. I'm getting this experience, like just uniquely me. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I, more like I kind of researched, it was like this James Baldwin quote. He was mm-hmm. like, we think our pain and heartbreak is unprecedented in the history of the world. And then we read mm-hmm. and then we see that other people basically have have done it too and have experienced hard things. And I think kind of in my own work of just saying like, you know what, people have it hard too or they oh, yeah. feel a lot of things and it just is and it doesn't have to be this overwhelming feeling all the time.
0: I would like to say to you that there, you have not painted the fours as anything but beautiful this whole show. It is, I mean, That's it is, the is, y'all's ability to be deep mm-hmm. is a gift that this world really needs. Mm-hmm. So you haven't done that. But you're right that, Suzanne. I mean, one of the things Suzanne said is 40% of the beauty in the world comes from y'all. When y'all look outside, mm-hmm. do you see something different than me? Does the world look different to you? I
1: don't know how we would answer that because I don't know how you see the world. But like, <laughs> but for me, I mean, yeah, I mean, the grass is greener. You know, the, the, the stars are brighter. I feel like, uh, again, that is to make me sound better <laughs> and that that is a bad place to go to. But, no, I, I feel that way. Like, I don't know. When you're standing over an overlook of a mountain and you're looking down, I mean, it is everything within me that is like my heart is bursting. Mm. So...
0: Yeah. yeah. Corey and another friend of ours went on a trip two, three years ago. Yeah. And when they would give me feedback on what they had seen that day, it was so in line with their personalities. Because Corey would have all these, like, vibrant words. And our other friend had great words, too, but Corey's were just different. And so I've—ever I've, since I learned that about you from that yeah. one trip, I thought, man, y'all just must see— details I don't see. Don't right?
1: take a trip with me if you don't want to see everything cuz I'm going to see everything and I want to see it all and I want to take it all in and standing in front of a historical place and h- feeling like you're on the the steps of something like bigger than you yes. is like massive like Do mo- you feel that
2: too, Blair? Yeah. Yes, I do. Do you love travel too? I love travel. Mm-hmm. And huh. I think I think it's the feelings that come with it. Yeah. Like I mean, it's I remember different. yes. I mean, and just different the different people that you meet and wanting to, I mean, just so much beauty in the world and culture humans and, in you know, and in the beautiful world that God has created. It's yes. My kids will say, mom, we know it's pretty. Like, (laughs) stop saying that. (laughs) Um, So yes, very much. So for the rest of us, for the eights, for the
0: every other number who love fours, Mm. what do you need from us?
1: I think what, You know, often the words, it's like this thing, it's like often the words we say to others are the ones we long to hear the most, Mm. you know, and sometimes when I am saying something to you, it's like, I just wish someone would say that back to me at some point.
2: Mm. I think feeling, again, just known and loved and feeling worth it, like worth the, um, someone once told me that, um, another fellow four told me fours will say all the things that eights are thinking, which I don't know if that reigns true, but it was a therapist that told me that. So that I think that was interesting and that someone will just stick with me. Like, even though I might say like, oh, this kind of hurt my feelings or, you know, this has been kind of hard for me, but like that I'll, I'll be there. I love you. And I really appreciate you being able to hear me out. So like, I think just being loved, even when I'm, when I need to say those things out loud.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. What did we not say about fours that you want to make sure we
2: say? I think the ability, and we might have kind of talked about this, but to empathize. Mm-hmm. And I've also had, you can tell I've been to lots of therapy. But Girl, I've we also all have. We've all counselor. bought our therapists
0: a boat at this <laughs> yes. point.
2: So. Um, which With is pleasure. great. I felt like everyone, everyone can use that. That's right. So I think um, a therapist once told me, like, be careful because, like, if a therapist is sitting across from you, you can very easily turn into the therapist mm-hmm. and start doing therapy to your therapist. One hundred percent. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I. That's pretty much kind of true. Um, just like seeing into people uh-huh. and, like, trying to show up for them and where they need it. And I mean, I'm, I, I think you know, like, I have empathy for people that like. Other people would think it's crazy to have empathy. They have everything in the world. And I think those people, like, I feel sad for them because, mm-hmm. like, who, you know, I was mm-hmm. talking about a, a movie star one time. I was like, I feel, I feel sad for her. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, why would you feel sad for her? Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just because, like, how do you know who's like your true people, your true friends, your true all of this, and not just for, you being that, and how do you get close to people? And it's kind of isolating being yeah, like that. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I have a lot of empathy for people that even people would think don't need it. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's true of a lot of fours in my life, yes. Yeah. I think
1: I used to need like a, a sad movie or documentary or like, a sad's the wrong word. It's more of just a, a, something that, that kind of, evokes those feelings Mm -hmm. even in like church or something and you're listening to like worship music needing that like really just powerful like emotional response it was like okay I actually got something from Mm -hmm. this yes, Mm. you know and and then (laughs) later you're like okay I'm healthy like that's not really the thing. You don't have to experience all the emotions to actually get something. Mm-hmm. Like, it can just be. Like, things just are, and they have their own feeling to them. They don't have to have an impactful, overwhelming, uh, you know, I don't know, takeaway every time. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just think that I think we offer, if you give that for my, I think my dad would probably have a hard time with. With with me as a five, and I think whenever we get emotional, I think it becomes like, oh, this is a bit much. Like I think if you give us the time, and you give us the like capacity to just be, there's so many avenues of uniqueness or feeling or showing up that we will bring that uh, you know maybe another number doesn't bring. And I and I feel it's hard for me to speak just from a four overall, because I'm definitely speaking from my own personal yes, window course. looking yeah. out. So I think it's easier sometimes to to look out the window on others than it is for me, us to look out and try to see the world, because mm. it feels like a lot.
2: Yeah,
1: and We feel misrepresented.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, y'all did a beautiful job today representing your number really well, I think. We'll see. But I think we'll <laughs> Thank you represented <laughs> yourself. You represented, yourself. So. Like, you represented yeah. Blair and Corey. Well, which is all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted y'all to be Blair and Corey. And my experience of you today is very similar to my experience of you in our real lives. So I think you did a
1: beautiful
0: job. The last question we always ask because the show is called that sounds fun. Tell me what sounds fun.
1: Adventure. I mean, yes, I love adventure. Yes. Anything that is a cultural experience or a, overlook like I said a mountaintop experience or uh, you know and I'm about to take a pretty big adventure by getting married yeah um and that's a big enough adventure in and of itself but we're gonna go to Costa Rica for our honeymoon and I mean I think this whole pandemic I've just been like waiting for that next mm. kind of ugh, come come to life feeling yeah um, so Have either of y'all
0: been to Costa Rica yet?
1: No, she's never been of the country. Yet. Oh, great! And, you know, I've been to <gasps> Europe uh, quite a few times, but like, yeah, it's just uh, exciting to kind of take that experience together and see how, you know, we we like that together. So, That's,
2: yeah. awesome. That's awesome! It's awesome. What sounds fun to you, Blair? <laughs> okay, probably some unrealistic things, but great. Um, I think a couple things like. Recently, I had a, a dinner where I had everyone switch places at each course, oh, cool. and had some questions. For yeah. I mean, you could use them or not use them, but just so people could like get to know each other better yeah. instead of just be, you know, where are you from? And so that was None great. Of the I love that. To go deep. Yes, yeah. I loved that, and <laughs> that was awesome and really fun. Um, and then take like having seeing the world. Through, like, with my kids, I think is something I really want to do. Yeah. And also, um, like, just like, even with friends, like, just seeing the world with friends and having that connection while, like, travel and doing fun things and things where there's not much responsibility, like, where I'm not thinking about responsibility. Yeah. Great.
0: Well done, friends. That was very good. Oh, you guys, don't you just love them? Gracious. Fours, we're so grateful for you. You guys, be sure to follow along through the rest of Indian summer so you get to hear all about all nine types. And if you're a four, we love you. Be sure to share this show with friends and loved ones so that it can help them understand you better. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. Also, this weekend, you can find me in Indianapolis, Grand Rapids, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis for the That Sounds Fun Tour. You can still get your tickets for a couple of those at AnnieFDowns.com slash events if you haven't already. And I think that's it for me today. Friends, go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you at our tour stops this weekend. And then back here on Monday with our Enya Summer 2021 Fives.